Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. This month, I kind of want to talk about a few different topics because there's Mother's Day and there is also Aria's death date in May. So May can be kind of a big month. And I kind of want to talk about Mother's Day, but I also have thought a lot about it in this topic. So Mother's Day is right around the corner. And I really want to hold some space for you that if you are a grieving mother with no other children, a grieving mother with other children, a grieving mother who lost her child before they were born, wherever you are in your grief, this day can be really hard. And many of us start dreading this day many weeks in advance. This day can have so much meaning attached to it and so many emotions surrounding it. And I've really thought about this episode so much that there are so many ways I wanted to come to it. Um, How do I want to talk about Mother's Day? Do I want to give tips on how to be able to deal with Mother's Day? Do I want to, um, like, what, what do I want to do? And I'm not quite sure what the best way is to share all that I've wanted to share. And I hope that if you take one thing away from this, it's this, that you are the mother of all mothers and I'm holding space for you. I want to encourage you and support you in being the best mother that you can possibly be. And this is never coming from a place of judgment or meant to be shaming. I just really want to bring up conversations and topics that maybe we don't want to talk about because it brings up so much feelings of shame and not enoughness. So I want to say that anything I say, take what works for you, leave the rest. I just really want this to be a place of support and encouragement. And sometimes I dive into topics that might be really uncomfortable um, to listen to or to talk about, because for me to bring them up, it feels a little bit scary because I really don't want to shame people. And I'm not saying that I'm better than you or anything. I'm not going into that at all. I just want to bring awareness around a topic and a subject, and maybe every person can look at themselves and be like, what do I want in my life and how do I want to show up? So I wanted to talk about the topic of what does it mean to be a mother? I think Mother's Day is a very difficult day after you lose a child, but I just want to dive into what what is your picture of what does it mean to be a mother? What is your vision and your picture for yourself as a mother? We will all come to our own conclusions and what works for us in our lives. And it's so important to acknowledge what this role is for you in your family. There's so many different ways that we can view ourselves as a mom, and we're always looking at ourselves as not enough. Between me and my husband, we've had to have many, many conversations about like, what is my role as a mom? What's his role as a dad? How do we view our family? You know, and I, I definitely have compared far too many times. What works for us as a family instead of comparing to what's working for everybody else and how everybody else or even societal roles of how we're should or supposed to be? And then the other question I want to ask is, what does motherhood mean to you after child loss? 
this definition of motherhood and what it means can change dramatically after child loss. It's intense. It's a like there's so much attachment, like I said, to this day. And I just want to dive into what is motherhood? What does it mean to be a mom? And what does it mean to be a mom after child loss? So Mother's Day for me is an important day um, because I am a mom. I definitely tend to like to be more like acknowledged as being a mom and all the work that I do. Um, But something I want to talk about is that I really want to work at being a mom for my other children. So something that can happen so easily is we get so overwhelmed by our grief and our loss and our pain of our child that we forget to live. And it becomes difficult to be the mom that we want to be because we're carrying so much pain. And it's so hard. Um, I just think I've talked with so many people about this that like, it's not that I love, you know, my daughter Aria any more than my other children. But for some reason, you know, the pain of them being gone is outweighing all of the love that I have for my other children. It's hard to, you know, kind of drag yourself out of there. It's hard to keep going. And I'm not saying it's easy. I just know that for myself, a big, huge motivator for me is that I want to be present for my other children and I want to be grateful that I can still be their mother. And I want to acknowledge all the pain that we go through as moms when we take the risk of loving someone in in life. When we take the risk of loving someone, we are also taking the risk of being hurt. So this is part of being vulnerable and allowing ourselves to love and being open to love, that we take the risk that we have a baby and we have people we love and we love them so much and we don't know when their time will end. They might their time might end before ours. And then we have to go through that pain. And it's not fun, but I really believe it's it's worth it. It's just something that is a part of life as well. And something that goes along with that is we are not guaranteed a life with our children. We don't know when our last moments are be. We're not guaranteed that life that we dream about in our future. Um, God knows our life and our plan, like what how our life is going to go. But we dream and we plan and we make this future and we don't actually know what it is. But we all walk around believing that we do know or that we are guaranteed the life that we dream about. It might not look exactly what we think or how it should go for us, um, that we shouldn't be burying our children. And I get it. It feels wrong. It doesn't feel like parents are supposed to be burying their children. But we have. I did. And if you're listening, you probably have as well. And it's real. And there's nothing that I can do to change it. And when we are living, acting like this shouldn't have happened or this shouldn't be happening when it is happening, then we're really fighting with reality. And, you know, I want to say that you can, if you want to keep fighting that within yourself, that's okay. I'm not telling you what to do, but I just want you to bring awareness to yourself that when you do fight this, when you do keep fighting this, you're just creating suffering for yourself. You're fighting what is and what can't be changed. And if I could change it, I would. If you could change it, I know you would. But since we can't, then um, it's just something that we all have to learn how to allow to be what is. So I'm not saying that you have to be okay with it or that you should be feeling a certain way. And I just want to offer that when you keep cycling through those thoughts of shoulds and supposed tos and shouldn'ts, then it's a cycle of suffering because you can't change what is. So 
I kind of already said that, but I just want to reiterate it that it's hard and it's sad and it's excruciating to not be able to hold them. I just want to offer that when you keep cycling through those shoulds and supposed tos and shouldn'ts, then it's a cycle of suffering because we can't change what is. What is, is it's sad and painful that they are gone. They are gone and that makes us incredibly sad. It's excruciating and sad to not be able to hold them. It's sad to be a mother that has had to bury her child. All that grief that comes with it is real and valid. Every single ounce of it is real, all of it. So coming from a grieving mom to another grieving mom, I just really want to remind you to live. It's so easy to get wrapped up in your pain, to cycle through thoughts over and over, to just be trying to survive every moment, every day. I see you. I know that's real. I've been there. I know what it's like. And I know how draining life is and exhausting it is. And I know you're doing your best. So this is such a difficult conversation for me to bring up because I never want to come from a place of shaming. I'm not shaming. I'm not judging. And the last thing I really want you to do is to start beating yourself up and thinking that you're doing it all wrong. We all get wrapped up in our pain. We all fall down. We all get knocked over. And it can be so incredibly hard to get back up. Every single one of us cannot do this alone. And how do we learn how to get back up after such a difficult fall? How do we indeed? It is such a difficult thing. And it's not like, you know, anybody can come to you and tell you like, it's time to get it back up. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to, I want you to look within yourself and to reach for life, reach for life after loss. Um, It's so impossible if you don't decide to do it. It's really a decision that you need to make within yourself. and so. Like I said earlier, I've talked to so many moms who have other children and there are so many different circumstances, but one that comes up often is that it's not, like I said, that I love my child who died anymore, but that their death just consumes every moment of my life that I feel like I have nothing left to give my other kids. And I just want to say it's such a sad thing that if your child died, that you stop existing as well. And what do your other children think? Are they worthy of your love? Are they worthy of you existing for them? Even if you don't have other children, are you willing to just exist the rest of your life because the pain was too much? The pain and death of a child is incredible. And I I never want to underestimate that. There might be a time where you are just existing and where there is this period of limbo and the trauma and suffering for sure will have an effect on everyone who is affected by it. I'm not saying that we're not shaped by our experiences and that we're not changed and that we're not different people. But with everything in life, we get to decide, do we want to get back up or do we want to just be done? And I mean done in like everything inside is empty. Everything on like life has no joy. Life has no purpose. There is nothing else in life. We're just floating along and living a very empty life. Um, We all get to decide and each one of us gets to choose. Are we going to stand back up and are we going to reach for life? Are we going to fight for that? Because it doesn't just happen. It will not just happen for you. It will not just all of a sudden you find joy. It does not all of a sudden that you find gratitude in your life. You will not just all of a sudden find it. You have to reach for it. Sometimes you have to almost fight for it. And I really think that you can do it. I believe it so deeply. I have found it in my own life and I've seen it with my grief coaching clients that I've worked with. So here's the thing. 
I really believe that living and searching for life after loss is a choice. It's a choice that we each have to make. And again, this is a choice that it has to come from you and only you. No one else can hype you up into doing the work. I cannot make you believe it. I don't even need to convince you. And which I'm not trying to do on this podcast. I just want you to become aware of it and to know that this is a choice that you get to make for yourself. Ask yourself, do I want to live again? Or am I willing to remain a shell the rest of my life? This is a question that you get to ask yourself and you get to ponder. And maybe you're not ready to be there yet. Maybe you're not ready to reach for life after loss. And that is your choice. And maybe it doesn't feel like a choice to you, but it really is because each of us gets to decide. And so living doesn't mean forgetting. You can carry your child forward with you. You can remember them in your family and talk about them with your kids. Living doesn't mean you stop grieving or that you never have hard days. It just means that you don't exist as an empty shell, that you thrive and are able to be 100% with your children in their lives, but you're also walking alongside grief. So this episode kind of came to me because I listened to a podcast of Rachel Hollis's where she was talking about growing up with parents that gave up and what that meant to her as a child. And I thought about this in grief as well, because it's such an intense experience and it's so painful. And I truly believe that we need to feel and experience our pain and our grief. And I also want you to never give up. I want to encourage you to never give up, to reach for life after loss, to be present with your children, because say your child dies and then you have these other children, but you give up on them. And then it's not only that you're grieving the loss of your children, but all of a sudden you're grieving the loss of all these relationships with your other children. And it it's just a snowball cycle that every relationship is affected and everything in your life just is affected and gets worse and worse till all of a sudden life is almost unmanageable. And I just want to give you a big hug. I, I'm not judging you and I don't want you to start beating yourself up, but becoming like being able to start being aware of the choices you've made in your life and to really take ownership of them and to really start to understand what's going on and you're not crazy and you're you're really someone trying to work hard to work through something super painful it is incredible work and it's a lot of work so the thing i just want to encourage you is to just try to do better than yesterday to do the best you know how every single day And then the rest is out of your control. Like we cannot control. We try to control so many things in our lives. And the biggest thing that we can control is ourselves. That is like the only thing that is within our control. We don't have control over anybody else in our lives. And it's really how do we show up? How do we manage our emotions? How do we work through things? And how do we, you know, choose to continue to live or to not live? And I struggle often with not feeling like I'm doing good enough or recognizing that I'm doing the best I can or that I like I always want to be doing better. So I don't want you to feel like you're not doing enough or that you're not um, being a good enough mom because it's just really becoming um, aware and acknowledging. And I want you to know that you're doing the best you know how right now. And sometimes that is enough and beating yourself up about it is not going to make you want to do better. So you might be thinking, okay, Megan, I don't want to keep living this way. I didn't choose this life. I don't want to live this way. I just don't see any other option. You might be like angry at me right now because I might not seemingly like I understand or like maybe, um, yeah, there's so many thoughts that might be coming through you and you're like, okay, I really don't feel like living this way. So 
<laughs> you know, like this is just as if you can just say that. And I know that you didn't choose this. I know that it feels impossible. And that's why I want to offer some ideas for you. Reach for yourself as a mother, as a wife, as a woman in this world. And these are some few ideas. So come from a place of love to yourself, giving yourself a big hug and telling yourself like, wow, look at how much you've been through. Look at all the things that have happened and acknowledging the pain that you are living with and working through and like, look at where I am. Look at how I'm still standing. Another thing that I want to encourage you is to let go of the word should. All of the things that you say to yourself that you should be doing, think of those things when you say that I should be doing this or that. And how does it feel when you think of those things that you should be doing? Um, really think about that. When you say I should be better off than I am or I should be doing this or that, like what emotions does that bring up for you? And what if you could replace this word should with the word could, or if I really wanted to, I could. And the word should really comes from a place of like shame or forcing. And when you come from a place of choice, you get to decide which things you really want to do. And you are more likely to do them rather than from a place of should, which really just doesn't help you want to do it. The other thing I want to bring awareness to is your thoughts. What are the thoughts that you keep thinking that are bringing up so much pain or so much suffering that you keep thinking, you know, these thoughts over and over and they don't support you in being the mom that you want to be or being able to find life after loss? So I want to give you some examples of thoughts that have been um, many of my clients have thought and I have thought myself. So this shouldn't have happened. I should have done this or that. If I let go of guilt, that means I'm forgetting my child. They don't understand. I can't live through that again. I can't do this. Life after loss is not possible. My life is over. What could have I done differently? I am a horrible mo mother. I don't deserve happiness. When I read these thoughts, how do they make you feel? Do they give you hope that there's life after loss, that you, you are able to find the energy in the will to keep going or how do they make me make you feel do they feel make you feel strong and supported in your grief what emotion comes up for you in your body and you might not even know that you're thinking these thoughts you might not even be aware so many of us don't know that we're thinking these thoughts and that we're in this cycle and you know you keep thinking the what could have i done differently over and over and over and repeat these thoughts over and over and over and it it's like <sighs> keeping you in this cycle of depression, suffering, and grief. And these thoughts are not helping you in being able to reach for life after loss. So if you keep thinking, and remember, these are choices that you can make. You can choose to keep thinking and believing that life after loss isn't possible for you. If you want to believe that, that's okay. That's your choice. But I just want to offer to you that if you believe that life after loss is not possible, are you going to look for like reasons or evidence, I guess, that other people have survived, other people have lived, other like that is possible. No, you're going to keep finding the people who are also agreeing with you that they feel like after loss is not possible. But I want to offer to you that I have found, you know, a life after loss, which I always want to say it doesn't mean I'm not grieving. It doesn't mean I've forgotten Aria, but it's possible. 
And so you get to make that choice, even if you don't feel like it's true for you in this moment, when you choose to believe that it's possible, maybe you don't understand how or how it's going to happen. But when you choose to believe that life after loss is possible, then you start to look for reasons or ways that it is possible. So these are just a few ideas. And I guess the main thing is that like, keep reaching for the mom that you want to be. What kind of mother do you want to be? And on Mother's Day, it can be such a difficult time and a really intense day for many of us. And I just, number one, want to give you a big hug, virtual hug over the podcast. Um, that it's, it can be such a hard day. And so really just be gentle with yourself and, and allow yourself to have that, that time to grieve. But I also want to encourage you to live for your other children if you have other children and if not for for yourself and for the other people in your life there's just something about living and being able to stand up again after you have experienced something so difficult i really believe that my life now after loss is way more incredible than it ever was before which i mean <laughs> it it's it's painful to say that because of course i would I would rather have a beautiful life with Aria, but she's not here. And so the more I keep fighting that, the more I'm just going to create suffering for myself. And it's true that right now I am a lot, I'm a way happier person whenever I have experienced this deep pain and I know what's possible and I know what kind of joy is possible as well. So again, I hope you can come from this from a place of curiosity with yourself, just really getting curious and honest. Um, with how you're showing up and how you want to show up and how maybe those are different and what can you do to change that what steps can you take even if they're just little steps to be the mom that you want to be because i think all of us really just want to be the the best versions of ourselves and the best mother that we can be and so how can you reach for that and how can you continue to live after such a devastating thing so I'm just sending you all a big hug and I'm thinking of you. Take care. I'll see you next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.